0: Welcome everybody to another episode of Tales from the Trail. Today we have Jim DePrez and he is our new teacher on the trail and we'll talk about, you know, what that is and what uh, Jim will be doing next race in 2021. Welcome, Jim.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, no problem. And Uh, What? uh, How about you tell us a little bit about what you'll be doing uh, as teacher on the trail?
1: Okay. Um, I guess the first thing that I can tell everybody is uh, starting in September, I'll be doing three posts each month, each following uh, the same type of theme. And so one of the things that I'm going to be focusing on is – Stories from the trail. So I've already lined up, uh, some mushers that said that they would help out with this project, which has been great. Uh, but I really want to look at not only the current mushers, but also some of the veteran retired mushers to get some of their stories from what the trail was like back at the beginning, you know, when the Iditarod was pretty young. And so I really hope to get some great answers with, um, those and so that we can then do like compare contrast type of things to see how the race and how just the sport of mushing in general has really changed over time and so that's one that I'm really personally looking forward to um another theme that I'm going to be posting about is kind of common misconceptions and so I know that there's quite a few out there and so as I've been teaching Iditarod and, uh, the history of it as well, I know that I've throughout the year just found so many things that I have not understood completely. And I have, you know, been fixing each one of those as I go. And so, especially for those new teachers out there that might be interested in starting to, um, integrate the Iditarod in their curriculum, I really hope that this will help you know kind of get them started on the right foot if you will so um yeah kind of a common misconceptions uh is going to be my second theme and then finally i'm gonna hopefully do a classroom connections so there i will be explaining kind of what i'm doing in my classroom or have done in my classroom and so that teachers can, again, see kind of what it looks like, not just by following a lesson plan that will be posted along with it, but kind of seeing pictures of what it looks like and just a little more description and background to it. And I plan to do it um, sequentially so that, again, if teachers are looking to start the Iditarod in their classroom new this year, that they'll be able to follow these lessons in order so that it kind of plays out well throughout the year in their classroom. So that's kind of an overview of what to expect from me. Um, one last thing that I want to add about that final theme um, with the classroom connections is that I really do hope and want to connect with other classrooms around the country or possibly world. So um, that is one thing that I would really like to, Try to develop a little bit more. So, if there's any teachers out there that want to reach out to me um, about things that they have done in the past or plan on doing this year, anything like that, you know, I'd really look forward to talking to you about that. So, feel free to get a hold
0: of me. And your posts are going to be yeah. on our Iditarod Edu website, and we also have a link. To that on the regular idira.com page. So there's a lot of different ways people can connect with you. We also have the Facebook, um, EDU Facebook page and anybody can follow you while you're posting and, and hopefully on the trail during the race through any of those things. And we're going to be sure to. Uh, share those things out on our regular Facebook page too. Cause that's a kind of a fun thing for kids to do at home and, and families maybe necessarily, uh, they might not necessarily be learning a lesson in a specific, you know, lesson plan in class, but parents can, uh, follow along, you know, themselves and, uh, follow the, the, all the posts that you do.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: What kind of, um, activities will you be, what kind of, I mean, you kind of already said what kind of lesson plan themes, but are we, uh, talking about like worksheets or, um, what kind of things can people follow along? Is it something that, kids can follow along at home and parents might be able to print off or is it more like teacher centric where, you know, it's really a part of a bigger lesson plan?
1: Right. Um, Great question. Um, So I'm trying to, of course, you know, with a lot of unknowns this year, um, I'm trying to make the plans a little more versatile so that, you know, if we are doing e-learning or distance learning, then kids will be able to Mm -hmm. do it mostly at home with some of the projects or some of the activities. Um, but then others are more of a group project type of thing, which do require, you know, some working together in the classroom with being more teacher led. So I'm trying to get more of a balance there so that, you know, they can be a little bit of both um, specifically the types of things that, I really like doing with my classroom. I have a couple different STEM activities that I look forward to sharing, um, later in the year, like February, March-ish, somewhere around there, uh, where kids again work in groups and really dig deeper into the checkpoints of the race with a, um, coding lesson that I do using Ozobots, um, but can be adapted to use other kind of coding robots as well. Um, and then one that I really enjoy doing every year is right before spring break, uh, which is March for my district. And uh, it's a little activity I call mush madness, which is supposed to coincide with, of course, March madness. Well, if that happens again this year. So a lot is unknown, but um, that is one thing that I... That is one project that I do look forward to every year is that um, Mush Madness activity where the kids will design sleds and race sleds, kind of like a uh, Pinewood Derby um, race. It's similar to that. So, um, yeah, those are some of the things that they can expect to see from me this year.
0: Oh, Pinewood Derby, that's kind of a good idea um, to kind of do something different with the race and dog sled. Well, that's a good preview. So if there's any teachers or, you know, homeschool families that are listening, keep tuned in and keep an eye out for all of these projects and um, posts happening. And we'll be sure to uh, let everybody know once this stuff starts so people can follow along. And like you said, it's, you know, we're hoping everything, um, yeah. Kind of calms down with, you know, the COVID situation and, um, everything goes as planned and we have some kind of, you know, good resolution to everything. And, but we're still hoping to have you, <laughs> uh, come up, but we'll have backup plans and back more backup plans if things change at all. So, but yeah. we're still looking forward to having you up here. Um, is there anything specific that you're looking forward to? Of course, if you, can come and every, all the plans are still good to go.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Oh, I don't know if I can narrow it down. (laughs) Um, there's, I mean, just being teacher on the trail, I think one of the things I am looking forward to is getting into some of those classrooms along the trail and really seeing the differences between, you know, what I'm used to here in the lower 48 versus, you know, kind of some of those smaller communities with their, uh, like the village schools and seeing just how those work and how different they might be from what we're used to down here. So I'm really looking forward to that aspect of it. Um, just being on the trail and seeing how the race itself works kind of like behind the scenes type of thing. Cause it's, I mean, we get a very good impression from the insider and from everything else that I did a ride puts out there to help us connect to the race. Um, But just seeing how it actually works in person is going to be a lot different. So (laughs) that's kind of something else that I'm really looking forward to as well. So
0: So tell us where you are based out of teaching.
1: Um, I am teaching third grade at uh, Ridgewood Elementary, which is um, uh, just outside of Columbus, Ohio.
0: All right, um, and I'm sure your students are always excited to do the I did rod lesson. How long have you been incorporating the I did rod in your classroom each?
1: Um, I have been doing what I call an I did rod unit for oh maybe about ten years or so um and I've done a lot of switching of districts and states as well and um that's kind of been a good thing, actually, because each new district I've taught in has allowed me to work with different teachers, new group of teachers um, and spread, you know, the interest in Iditarod wherever I've gone. And so at each place, I've been able to kind of add on to what I've already had in the unit itself. And so... Um, you know, I've been able to add new projects here, um, different STEM activities, like I said. Um, and so, you know, just getting more teachers input has really enabled me to build the Iditarod unit to kind of what it is today, which now, um, last year I did it for uh, about two full months and it was just incredible. So. yeah, this year I hope to expand it a little bit more, um, so that there's just a little bit throughout the entire year, um, rather than, you know, just focusing on it for that six, seven weeks or so, uh, through February and March. So.
0: So do you encounter, um, teachers when, when you happen to change districts or schools, um, do they have a certain reaction where, when you bring up Iditarod or like, oh, what's that? Or uh, <laughs> yeah, I've heard of that. Or <laughs> there's a dog race that's a thousand miles. What? <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it's been kind of interesting because every every time I have switched districts or started a new grade level or something, I have kind of been the one to introduce it to um, that community. So it's kind of nice um in that, you know, it's something new for everybody else. And I'm even though I might be new, it's something that I can kind of share with them um that, you know, I had been doing in the past. And, you know, it takes maybe a week or so before, you know, the other teachers just see how invested the students become in what they're learning. Um the yeah, Diderot is a great tool because it is so interactive. You can really get those connections to the students, um, and they feel connected to the race uh, just with all the bios posted online about the mushers and just all the activities that we do to really um, fully integrate all subject areas into the unit. So.
0: What do you think the students best part of the I did right? is, is there like every year, you know, the students really like, do you, um, subscribe to the insider? Do, do the, you get a chance to show the insider coverage to students at all?
1: Yeah. Um, and so I think for, <sighs> that's a great question. It's, I think it would be kind of different for each student and, you know, the classes that I had at the beginning would probably say something very different to the class that I had last year, for example, Um because I have built and expanded so much on the unit. Um What has always been a big hit was the March madness or much madness that I had talked about earlier. Um But another thing that I've, been fortunate enough to do is being from Ohio. Um, a few years ago, I just blindly reached out to uh, Matthew Failer because I saw he was from Ohio and Ohio State grad. Um, and I did my grad school at Ohio State. And so I just shot him an email and said, Hey, I don't know if you ever do like FaceTimes with schools or Zoom or Skype or anything like that, but you know, we're we've been doing this I did a unit and my kids would really love to be able to talk to somebody, you know, from their home state to kind of see what it's like. And he's been wonderful. He wrote back um a while later and was like, Yeah, let's do it. You know, I'd love to be able to talk to some kids from Ohio. And so we spend each year, he's been wonderful with my classes and so we've been doing it for uh about five years now um and he spends about an hour or so with the kids you know taking a tour of his dog yard he goes around and shows us some of his dogs he goes through um his shed and his work area and works um to share with the kids you know. The, he shows us our uh the sled that he uses the required gear that he brings on the trail and so that experience for the kids just i mean if you, if you think about connections to, you know that the kids can make with the race that has been kind of the highlight for the last few years more recently so um that's something that um we've been able to do that um I don't know if many people out there have tried, but I mean, like I said with myself, I just <laughs> sent him a blind email and said, you know, the worst he can say is no, and that he's too busy. So, and it's been a great relationship. And um so when we were up there most recently for the winter conference, we were, um, I guess each year they go to a musher's kennel and this past year happened to be Matthew Fahler. And so, you know, being able to meet him face to face at his place and walk around and you know interact with the dogs that we've seen on Facetime and on the I Did Insider and that sort of thing, it was just it was just incredible. So, I think that would probably be the highlight for um, the kids more recently.
0: We really do have some um great mushers and they really uh understand the importance of being ambassadors for the sport and really educating uh people about the dogs and the sport and how great athletes the dogs are. So that's a really great experience. And it sounds like the teacher conference in the winter is a great experience too. Is there any highlights from that you could share? Besides the the <laughs> trip to the final <laughs> there's right, probably yeah. other really interesting points that they do, um, throughout, the, is it a week long? Is It's a couple days, I think, right?
1: Yeah. So the entire experience, uh, for me this past year was about 10 days. Um, and that's including, uh, the travel days. So it was about 10 days up there. Um, yeah, the highlights, oh geez, <laughs> the whole thing was one big highlight for me, but, um, yeah, going to see Matthew Failer at his kennel was huge. Um, being able to attend the banquet, um, at the, the pre-race banquet, uh, going to the mushroom meet and greet and actually getting to meet them and just chat with them, even for just 30 seconds was incredible. Um, but then also getting to meet other teachers from around the country who, have also integrated Iditarod into their teaching um i mean there were teachers from maryland georgia pennsylvania virginia california washington i mean there was really a good um overview of the whole uh, lower 48 that was represented there so you know just getting different Ideas from them as to what they do in their classroom, and so that I can then bring it back to my classroom and try to integrate some of those as well. So, I mean, like I said, the entire experience was just incredible. So it's hard to <laughs> narrow down one or two highlights, I guess, but
0: yeah. Um, what's the process to becoming Petra on the trail? I think there's application. Do you do a, a- presentation, I think.
1: Um, yeah. Um, I guess the application process is a bit of a long process. And so for me personally, it's something that I'd kind of had my eye on for a few years. Um, I have, uh, now a four-year-old at home. So I kind of wanted to wait until she was a little bit older and so she's able to do a little bit more on her own, I guess, before, you know, I asked my wife being like, Hey, would you mind if I apply for this and leave you for possibly 10 days? And then again, possibly for weeks at a time. (laughs) So, um, it's something that, like I said, I've kind of been keeping my eye on. Um, and then once I really started thinking about it more. um, You know, I started having a conversation with my principal um, just to get his input. Um, And then it took me, I started it probably the, it probably, I I like to spread things out so that it's not all just overwhelmingly uh, difficult to do it all at one time. So I spread it out probably over a year just planning things, thinking through things, um, starting to type up some responses, um, because there are quite a few questions in the application itself. Um, and then one of the things that I save towards the end is just a brief video uh, that kind of introduces yourself to the committee and that... Um, should show like how you use I did rod in the classroom, talk a little bit about yourself, that sort of thing. And so I made sure to watch like all of the other videos from past teacher on the trails and the finalists from previous years, just to kind of get a feel for what it's like. Um, but yeah, the, the application itself and the process does take a while, so if there's anybody out there looking at it for next year, I would recommend starting sooner than later, just so that you don't feel crunched when it comes time for the due date. Um, being, you know, that it's during the school year itself as well. So,
0: yeah, and I think uh, we kind of start that application process in the fall is that correct? I I'm trying to remember. Um it, it's it's not um they finalize you your application right after the race, is that correct, Jim?
1: Um I'm, I'm, trying,
0: notify you. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to Yeah, I am trying
1: to remember back myself. Um I wanted to say it was due like the entire thing was due and all the binders were due um End of November, I believe, is what it was. Um, and then yeah, then the process then takes a little while. Um, for them to review everything. Um, and then we're notified. Oh, March, I believe. Again, mm-hmm. it's <laughs> it's kind of been a while. Yeah. So,
0: so you need to really give yourself some time to really think about if this is something you want to do or have time for um you know you're going to be spending your time on the trail the whole time and um it's it is a big adventure sort of uh, and we're going to have uh Kelly on here last year's the 2020 teacher on the trail as well so we'll get a chance to talk with her about you know her experiences, I know there were some pretty good storms. She got stuck in some, uh, some checkpoints along the way. <laughs> and then, mm-hmm. of course, COVID happened. So we all yep. kind of got, right. um, sent home really early. Uh, you know, we didn't get really get to finish the whole, see the whole race finished. Very few people did in, you know, in Nome, at least. Right. Uh, so very, a lot of interesting things happened this year. And I'm sure this coming year will also be interesting, (laughs) uh, considering everything that's happening. Um, but we will be sure to have you back on once, uh, 2021 race is done and we'll call you back on here again and get your perspective and all the stories that come along with that. (laughs) So thank you for coming on and talking with us and we look forward to all of the uh stories and lesson plans and just following you um, and any teachers and any anybody families can follow you. So it's going to be some really fun activities. I think that you're going to be bringing us.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. So
0: <laughs> hopefully talk to you after the 2021 race and get all of the input and all of the stories from you, your experience.
1: Yeah, I look forward to it. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll have Kelly Villar, the 2020 Teacher on the Trail, on soon. So keep an eye out for that podcast later.